Welcome. Welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again to my podcast, I Am 24, this is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Today, we will be looking at the Ubisoft Fast Forward, what's it called, Ubisoft Ford live stream event that they had scheduled um, on Saturday or Sunday. I didn't even know this thing existed. I thought that it was going to happen in like late July, not July 12th. And, you know, I get this alert on my phone saying, Ubisoft has another event, Ubisoft Ford. It's going to be streaming in an hour. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just put this off and I'll, you know, talk about it and I'll have a podcast about it later on. And uh, it's Monday. It's like, what, what's, the, what's the time? It's like 1.50. I'm super late on talking about this. But I will talk about this. I will go in nauseam, or not in nauseam, excuse me, in detail about this event, what happened, uh, what's going on. I'll also be looking at the, um, the Assassin's Creed gameplay. I think the 30 minutes of gameplay that they released was the gameplay, was the leaked gameplay that I saw about a week ago. So we'll kind of go over that. I'll talk about that. Um, as well, hold on, first and foremost, I'm pause my music, you know, I, I, I'm done talking about, I'm pause my music, alright, so, what else will I be talking about, um, oh yeah, the Assassin's Creed League gameplay, and, um, Watch Dogs Legion, all of that, ladies and gentlemen, and much, much, much more, right here, on 24's Podcast. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Go back. Let's go back. All right. <clears throat> so, first and foremost, first thing that I saw on this event, apparently this guy is British or French or, like, listen, listen to his accent. I thought these were two, like, Americans, but then I was like, oh, wait, this is a European company. The track is coming. Sorry for that. That's way too fucking loud. Hold on. To the game, and it will be the longest, most insane track. In- He's French, right? Like, that's French? I don't know. Trials history and it will be free for all Trials Rising players. Now for our last game update, the Ghost Recon Breakpoint team is ready to share. All right, so I'll mute this part. So, as I was kind of preparing for the uh, for the for the podcast, I was looking at this and I was kind of just like scrolling through the time bar or whatever it's called. And I was looking at this and I was like, oh wait, they have Ghost Recon Wildlands or Breakpoint or whatever it's called. And I was like, oh this this is going to be interesting. This should be interesting, and it's just. Them talking about, like, you having AI teammates and AI partners in, like, in single player. And I thought this was already in the game. Like, this was a feature in the last game that should have been in this game. You know, two years ago, three years ago, 2017, I said that Ghost Recon Wild... I didn't like Ghost Recon Wildlands. I still don't. I, I talked about it, I was like, I don't, I don't like, and I broke it down, it was the first series, it was technically the first video in my video game analysis series, and as I, like, watch, as I watch that gameplay, I, the game, excuse me, I was like, wow, this game is gonna suck, and a lot of people who loved that game, because I have a pretty strong community, a pretty rabid community, they came after me, and they were, they were talking a lot of shit, and I was like, okay, motherfuckers, just wait. Just wait for it to come out. And it was like average. And then this game comes out. Breakpoint comes out. 
and it was significantly below average, and it was when the rubber really, really met the road, when everyone couldn't deny that this series wasn't anything besides average to below average, at best. So I feel vindicated once again. I just thought that I would share that once again, because once again, I'm right, and... Like, like the big announcement was that they have a feature in the most recent game in the series that they had in the previous game, and they added that feature to this game, I think, almost a year after this game was released. Why did my internet just get destroyed? Is there anything else in the pre-show before I get to the live show? I'll unmute it once, um, once the pre-show is over with. This is Far Cry, right? Yeah. Is there anything else here? I think that's um, Rainbow Six Siege. Yep. Who are these people that are in these videos? Is that Canelo? No. I don't know. We're we're just. Oh, these are. This is a developer, right? Oh, okay. So this is the actual show. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Who's who's this? What, what's this? Oh, that's cool. I don't know if this is a video game or not, but that whatever she's doing looks cool. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and go forward, and we're gonna watch the event now, as uh, as it was intended. I'll mute myself periodically throughout the stream, so that way you don't have to listen to. Um, everything going on in the background by the by it's freaking hot outside and it's freaking hot in my room because a gigantic heat wave is going through the south so you're gonna hear my ac my heater not my heater my freaking fan my handheld fan and my ceiling fans it's hot as balls in here i gotta have the fans on all right ubisoft's live event ubisoft ford this is ubisoft Explore our worlds. Meet the devs. See the games. Join us. Hi, everyone. I'm Neelam Kumar, and I'm very excited to be co-hosting the first Ubisoft Forward with the talented Yusuf Magid. Today's show is all about getting up close and in-depth with all the exciting games we have in production here at Ubisoft. I'm Yusuf, but there's no time to waste. So let's head straight for the streets of futuristic London and see what the hackers of DeadSec are getting into. The illegal paintings spreading subversive and hostile messaging over the last few weeks across London are not the work of several people, as was originally believed, but the work of an individual. The criminals suspected to have links with the terrorist group Okay, okay, pause. Where's my mouse? Pause. Pause this. I fucking hate trailers like this. And I think um, they had this watermark in where they were constantly... Here it is. Where they were like, not actual gameplay. It's it's kind of right here. It's hard for you to see. Let me try and find a better frame. There you go. Not actual game... I hate that fucking shit. Why would you not have... And I know that they're probably going to have gameplay, but why would you not lead with gameplay? Like, just marketing-wise... It would be a good idea to announce, for example, hey, we have gameplay. We're going to show you, we're going to say, hey, like, we're going to show you the new Watch Dogs gameplay because, by the by, it does look good. But it, but show it off first, then show the trailer, then move on to the next game. 
Just a tip in marketing. Let's continue forward. Because I really don't want to see, like, another scripted, weird trailer that I don't really care about. And I only care about watching the gameplay because I don't care about what's going on here. Like, what, what, is it, what exactly does this show me when it comes to the gameplay? What does any of this mean? Nothing. Gameplay. I don't know what any of this means. They're like, oh my god, this hacker is running through the streets of London. Alright, here we go. Please, please be the end. Alright, is this the end? No, it's not. I'm about to skip this trailer. Alright. Like, let's start skipping through it because I really don't care. Is this the game? No, this isn't the gameplay. How long is this fucking trailer? Holy shit. They sp- they spent so much time on this trailer. And I'm like, dude, gameplay. Gameplay. Christ's sake, man. He's talking to this taxi driver. Go. Go fast. Loses the cops. He walks away. He's like, be a part of DeadSec. Follow me. I'm going to recruit a, tra- a taxi di- a driver to become a part of DeadSec. And they'll meet all of my friends. Other hackers. Because a taxi driver is a hacker. Or has the skills to become a hacker. And we're going to give him some weird ass mask. <laughs> oh my god. I do like I do like how you can recruit your own like group of people and have them be like the hacker and stuff like that. And now and now the hacker is an accomplice and now he's going to join DeadSec because he has no choice to join DeadSec. Now he's like I got to I got to help out the people of London and this is the way how reclaim your future. Watchdogs Legion. I'm Clint Hawk. That's it. I, th- they should have gameplay. They should have gameplay. Clint has been a longtime creative force here at Ubisoft, and now he's bringing this vision to Watchdogs Legion. Um, so yeah, what we just saw was an amazing short film by the director Alberto Mielgo that uh, was inspired by Watchdogs Legion and looks at at the game and the universe and the characters through his incredible uh, artistic vision and visual style. The city needs a resistance. Like the film, Watchdogs Legion tells the story of ordinary heroes setting aside their differences in order to come together as a collective and to fight for a positive change. You can literally recruit and play anyone who you see in the open world. You profile people that are interesting to you, you help them with their problem, you play their origin mission. Just help me get some closure and I'll do whatever you want. Sounds like a dead sec problem. Leave it to us. And that's how you recruit them. What? What was that? What was that? What was that voice acting? I know she's supposed to be like, like she sounds like she's Indian, but it sounds. So, oh man, that sounds so weird. I gotta listen to that one more time. Sounds like a dead sec problem. Leave it to us. Leave it to us. Oh, That's how you awesome. recruit them into your team, and then they become the heroes of the game and and the stars of your story. And what are you doing in my flat? You with Albion? Please think more underground. You with Albion? I'm tickled, but think more underground. What, dead sick? Yeah, right, and I'm Che Guevara. You're done. And they make the story not only, you know, unique to them, but unique to you as the player and, and personal to you because they're, you know, heroes that you've chosen and invested in. What would I say to fans? I guess I'd say, you know, uh, take care of yourselves, stay safe. Welcome to the Resistance. 
modern town. A modern metropolis. Built on history and prosperity. Only took 12,000 years to build it up and one night to tear it all down. Oh my God. Listen up. Get all your units to move in and lock down the city. With London under attack by a mysterious terrorist, the government turns to a private military company called Albion to keep everyone safe. What could possibly go wrong? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nigel Cass, CEO of Albion. He's kindly stepped up to establish order. Understand this. I will not allow anyone, not even myself, to jeopardize this. He will stop at nothing to permanently control the city. London will be the first city in the world to be made truly safe. Nigel's not the only opportunist who's taken a liking to this fair city. Meet Mary Kelly, head of the most powerful crime syndicate in London. Be sure and spread the word. She and her goons are using the dark web to sell everything from party pills to people. This microchip is scary, I know, but I've got to keep tracks on my merchandise, don't I? You made me a slave. You do not want to ruffle her feathers. With the city out on its arse, it now falls on you to build a resistance and take back London. All right, everyone. Faces on, guns out. Any of the brave Londoners you see walking the streets can be recruited into your team. Like him. Her. Or even her. Everyone can become your next secret weapon. <laughs> In our first mission, we need to get some dirt on Nigel Cass, and that means breaking into Albion headquarters inside the Tower of London. I gotta ask the question. <clears throat> Just gotta ask, for context sake. Because I've wondered this about Watch Dogs Legion for, for, for years, since I saw this whole theme of you can play as multiple different characters, right? What exactly is the significance of playing as an old lady? Besides that, it's, I guess, kind of funny that you tased a guy, right? But it's like, what's the significance of playing as any of these characters? Besides, like, you know, um, them dealing in... Besides them being, like, specialists in certain um, areas. Like, if you're a boxer, you have more, uh, like, more melee damage. If you're a hacker, you have better hacking stats or whatever. Like, what's exactly the significance? Because if the only concept of... Or not the only concept, but if the only thing that's, like significant in this game when it comes to recruiting characters is just different stats and specializations i think that's kind of boring and a waste of an opportunity to like do something really like what's the point of this character what does she do besides put spray paint in people's faces it's like why would i want her why would i want this old woman she doesn't run fast she's not very athletic she's old why would i want her in my party why would i want her in my resistance and then on top of that, I got to ask the question, right? Let's say, so you recruit these characters, right, in, in the game and things of that nature. If I interact, not even interact, but let's say I'm in one part of town 
and um, and I'm playing as this uh, as one character, and then another character that's a part of DeadSec and in, in, in the London branch is in that same part of town, and I'm in trouble. Do they help me or do they just like let me die? You know, like is there some organic mechanics in this game, or is it just like flat? Like none of this stuff matters. Like you you only play as one character, you interact as that one character, and that's it. Like that's kind of what I've wondered about this game. And I don't really have an answer, but I can probably infer that it's pretty straight up. There's really no nuance to it. It's it's, But we'll see. We'll see. In our first mission, we need to get some dirt on Nigel Cass. And that means breaking into Albion headquarters inside the Tower of London. All the hardy souls you see here are people we have recruited from the streets of London. They all have unique abilities, and you're free to tackle this mission with whoever you like. Okay. Okay, hold on. First and foremost, let me pause and let's mute. Let's take a look at this, like, person by person, right? So, this guy, football hooligan, regularly places bids on collector football jerseys. What does any of that have to do with anything? I don't know. Um, rally cry, call friends to fight, tough drunk, takes less, take less damage. Then they move on to another character. Street artist Penelope, cannot say her last name, contributes frequently to art form kawaii anime cat. So, so hold on. So this doesn't matter. This is just a description of the character. So you have a paintball gun, which is a unique weapon. So that's cool. Paint bomb, disorient enemies, street art, create paste-ups. Okay. Again. What what's special about her besides that she has that she deals in paint? Okay, uh, so apparently they also have James Bond. And um <laughs> Look at this shit! Spy watch, spy car. Silence, pe- like he's literally fucking James Bond, right? In in Goldeneye. Then they have the uh, the gun. It also looks like specific characters also have specific weapons as well. Like this guy has this suppressor or suppressed pistol. But I just, I gotta ask. Besides the sir, like for example, if he's on duty because he's on active duty, right? And if he's a spy. And if I'm in trouble, can I call one of my allies? Can I call this guy up and say, hey, bail me out. Like, help me out. Does he come in and help me? Or is this just like, we're all what? We're all a group of people, man. We're all a resistance, but we never help each other when we're in trouble. But we'll see. We'll see. Anarchist posted a selfie while being arrested. What? Who cares? Smoke grenade, bandana, gas immunity. So, okay, all right. Light melee weapon, studded truncheon. What is this? Treating patients at the Hostfield Medical Center. Uniform access. So this was one of the things that I was talking about. It's like, well, you know, if if for example, I need a med like a medical officer. Like, let's say you you recruit a police officer, which I think you can do within the game. Does does that give you access to? a like to, to um to a police station right like can you walk into a police station and nobody asks you questions because you're a police officer and it seems like this would this represents that triage team injury release 
Ambulance, personal, utility vehicle. Okay. Professional hitman. This is cool. Instant gun takedowns, evasive dodge, weapon arsenal. So he has a lot of guns. But why wouldn't DedSec members give other DedSec members weapons, you know? I don't know. So again, he has the uniform access for the construction site, the cargo drone, apparently construction weapons, which again, why wouldn't you just ask for other weapons? I don't know. We'll see. You like. Dick got my eyes. Badly. Zip up, get to work, and let's never talk about this again. Like everyone in DedSec, Arthur can hack pretty much whatever. But as a construction worker, he has a particular set of tools that make him handy. He can even call his own cargo drone. Perfect for gate crashing when you're not invited. And who needs a regular old gun when you have a bloody you know, nail gun? I always ask the question, what's the point of wearing a mask when you do shit like this? <laughs> when it's like you hack this via And by the way, like, it's so weird that they don't, like, as soon as you... Hold on, let me mute it. Sorry. As soon as, like, you activate the truck, that they just turn on you and you're like... And they start shooting at you and he just, like, freaking hits him with his wrench and stuff like that. Like, you would think that they would wonder, like, oh, my God, you know, what's going on? Is somebody in our truck or something? It's like, nope, they don't do that. Continuing forward. Perfect for gate crashing when you're not invited. And who needs a regular old gun when you have a bloody nail gun? Call me this soidoid shit, boy. Jesus Christ, what is that thing? Perhaps we could approach. Is he supposed to be Scottish or Irish? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to comment that much on the accents. This mission differently. If you'd rather keep your distance, we've got you covered. Okay. Developing drone to clean oceans. Amy Zell, drone expert. So she's so she's a drone girl. Okay. So this is kind of the interesting part, I guess, of the game where you were having different people allows you to do different things. Um, like she doesn't have, I don't know if you noticed this, but she doesn't have like a weapon. She has just drones and stuff like that. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Amy is a drone expert. What have we here? A real tech connoisseur. Hate spiders, but love this one. What an adorable creepy crawler. Here we are. Let's class the place up. A drone expert does have the unique ability to summon their own drone. This little darling is fast and stealthy. Again, they had this same, like, tool, the drone. They have it in all of their games now. It's like, I think they, um, I don't know if they had it in Far Cry, but they had it in, like, Ubisoft, not Ubisoft, um, what was it? They have it in, uh, uh Rainbow Six Siege. They had it in Watch Dogs 2, and I think they had it, yeah, they had it in, um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, like... This isn't anything new. Like, I've seen this before. Aim, she fires, she hits. Maybe, maybe it's different in the sense of now they tase, but it's, it's not very different. In the, it, like, I've seen this gameplay before. I'm reading incoming drones. 
She can also hack enemy drones, turning the tide in her favor. And if you are not into direct confrontation, there are more ways than one to get the job done. Hold on. Than one to get the job done. Hacker. Stephanie Cerny. Virus hacks. Hack ability. Shock hack. Security bypass. Passive ability. Professional hitman. We already covered him. And this, and then this was what I was talking about. Um... Albion contractor. So you've recruited one of the guys, one of yeah, one of the guys within this private military sector, the Albion company. Ooh, wait, sorry about that. Drop freaking drop my my freaking keyboard. Sorry. So I'm guessing he's going to be able to walk into the base and be able to do and finish the objective um, without them knowing. We'll see. Recruiting an Albion officer like Brielle here might be challenging. But it'll get you inside restricted Albion areas. Wouldn't he just, like, type in the key code, key pass thing, because he's an Albion officer? Like, I'm just saying, he doesn't need to hack the gate. He, he can just walk in. Like, that's the whole point. Don't mind me. Just doing recon for a bunch of insurgents. However, do anything suspicious, and she'll probably wind up with a bullet in the back of her head. You've been approved for entry. Why? Like, isn't she an officer? Like, don't officer... Like, I, like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're missing the human element here. I can get the defense minister on the line right now. Well, if you feel you must. Criminals running our streets. Illegals threatening our families. The police commissioner himself assassinated by terrorists. Well, that seems to be enough evidence. Next up, we're crashing Mary Kelly's organ farming operation and putting a stop to it. That's good. The buyers expect high quality stuff. And we need a hard nut for this. Impairing our frontal lobe again, are we? Bags, don't disturb me in my natural habitat. Say hello to Mickey. The man lives for his team. I put another air on my chest. And doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. Why wouldn't you just use the hitman or the spy in this case? Like, if you're trying to, it, like, I, I get that they're trying to show, like, English culture and, like, English, Scottish, Irish culture and stuff like that. But it's like, why wouldn't you just use, like, the hitman or the spy? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being kind of a jerk. Who is he fighting? Like, I just, like, he just walked on the street and he's like, I'm just gonna get into a fight with people I don't even, I'm like, I who is he? Air on my chest. Who are these people? And doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. He does have a slight drinking problem, though. He's passed out. Ah, oh, well, we'll come back to him. You know what? Let's go with someone a bit more professional. There you go.
It's almost crass to call him a hitman. Well, this video is gonna get claimed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, please don't tell me they're playing the, you know, this this song that everyone has heard, and now my video is gonna get claimed. Great, ah oh, man, ah. Oh. Some might even call him an artist. That's cool. I'll, I'll give... That's cool. I'm like, I'll, I'll give them their props. This sequence... Let me mute it. This sequence right here, where they go in, or he goes in, and he's got like four guys, and he hits one. He kills another. And it's just like, he's... his. I guess his reactions are a lot faster than theirs. He hits that guy. I don't know when he shocks this guy. I think it may be, yep, right there. Shocks him, kills the another. I, I don't know how he does this, but it was it was fantastic. This stuff, I love it. I love it. He looks like Hitman. I just realized that. Like, he looks... Or not Hitman. Um, John Wick. Like, watch it again. Watch watch this and think, like, about John Wick. Right? In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on. Watch. Think, think, think this guy, like, John Wick is underneath a mask. Some might even call him an artist. Right? Like, he looks like John Wick. I'm like, who does he remind me of? And I was like, he looks like an assassin. And then, and then it was like, oh, he looks like Hitman. And then I was like, he wears the same suit. He wears a suit like John Wick. It's like, it's John Wick. The he looks like John Wick. Responsible. <sighs> Done and dusted. Not bad, not bad if I do say so, innit? Not everyone in London is a legendary assassin or a super spy, but everyone can be a hero. So get out there, find the best recruits, and build your resistance. It's time to take back London. I think it would be interesting, though, if, again, in the in in like the the world of Watch Dogs Legion, if you got into trouble and if you had like. Like, if you had a teammate, or not a teammate, but somebody who's a part of, of DeadSec nearby, you could call them up and say, excuse me, hey, can you help me out? And then you would switch to that character, causing a distraction or whatever, or help out a character, or they would come to you. Like, there's so many different ways that you can go about, like, having this whole army or or uh, group of people to help be in the resistance. I th- Like, there's so many different things that you can do. But they probably won't do it. We'll see. I was kind of wrong about them. Having um having different people do different things, but you know we'll we'll see we'll see. Plunging the player into a living, breathing city, teeming with unique locales and characters, has always been a central pillar of the Watchdog series. So what goes into building those worlds? Here's Amanda Mutt to tell us more. 
My name's Amanda Munt. I'm a level artist on Watch Dogs Legion at Ubisoft Toronto. Being a level artist, I think, is the coolest job in video games because we do get the freedom to, to kind of like pick and choose what little details we want to depict. And we get ample opportunities to tell the stories that we want to tell in the spaces that we're assigned to. I have the capacity to hide things and, you know, like small little Easter eggs. In AC Unity, there was a boat somewhere in the world that was covered in cats. And then it happened again in Watch Dogs 2. And there may or may not be something in London that is a boat filled with cats in some capacity. So. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to go to E3 last year. Some of the people that I was showing our demo to were from London. So no matter where I dropped them in the city, they'd go, oh my God, this feels like Camden. This, you know, this feels like Southwark. This feels like Westminster. When people are talking about some detail that I've put into the world and they're excited about it, like that feels so good as somebody who, you know, builds these worlds with care. I love it. <laughs>now some news for Brawlhalla fans. In just a few weeks, you'll be able to battle it out with your favorite legends on Wait, iOS that's and it? Android. That's it for Legion? That's it? How, how long was that? That was like, what? 13 minutes, a movie, like a demo gameplay trailer, and an interview with a level artist. This game comes out in like three months. Like... I wanted to see a little bit more, and I know there's going to be gameplay, and we'll watch some gameplay after, but I want I wanted to see more. Not going to lie. wanted to see more. Vices. Three, two, one, brawl! Whether you need a Tom Clancy action fix on the go or want to dive back into one of the most beloved fantasy franchises in gaming, we've got you covered. Huh? Okay, let, hold on. Eesh, let me pause it. I don't really have a lot. Hold on. Magic, Tom. Okay, so they're going to talk about this. They're going to talk about Rainbow Six Siege, then Valhalla. Okay, I'll let this run and stuff like that. But holy fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll watch. We'll watch. We'll watch more. But I'm not excited to see any of these trailers.
target is being held on the ground floor. Go, go, go! Chain is down. Request air support. Target northeast rooftop. Roger. Inbound. Danger close. I need an EMP deployed now. EMP imminent. Get back in your cell! Take this. Don't make me regret this. No. No. Oh my god. Like it it hit me that this is Splinter Cell. This is the next one. This is the new one. And if you don't know, this is the guy from, um, from I think the, from, uh, what was it? Wildlands. It's funny how I talked about, like, Ghost Recon Wildlands and how much I did not like this game. This, this was the main villain for that game. And for some reason, now, he's, like, in Japan, just based upon, like, the architecture, and the ghosts, they're, they're trying to, like, they're trying to help him out. I don't know what they're doing. But they're going to help him out. And they're like, well, you know what? We're going to break him out of some prison in Tokyo. And now, for some weird reason, he's going to be the guy that we're going to work with. And not the guys that captured or killed him. I don't know what happened in Wildlands. I didn't play that game. But it's like, it's it's so weird that they wouldn't want to create an actual Splinter Cell game in the open world, playing as, like, the, the leader and the commander of this unit, of this operation unit, or this opera unit, or whatever you want to call it, and going around, like, doing awesome stuff. It's weird that, like, do this! Do this and make it a big AAA budget game! Except not the story, because I don't I don't care about the, the, the guy with the big face tattoos. I think... It's, like, I don't care. And it's like, why? Why are they helping him out? Jesus Christ. Give me a break. Coming soon to a mobile device near you. And not an actual console or PC. Because we're not going to make another Splinter Cell game ever again. And give fans exactly what they want. Because we're going to make another Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Because nobody wants to play Splinter Cell anymore. Because we don't care. Register now! Pre-register! M1911! Weapon tier 2 out of 4. Pistol semi-automatic. Badass. Speaking of Tom Clancy, it's been five years since Rainbow Six Siege first launched, and the community has never been stronger. 
In celebration of this milestone, Ubisoft Montreal has put together a special video to thank all of the amazing players and developers that have helped Siege become the game it is today. In December 2015, a small team released Rainbow Six Siege, a game built on a strong vision, creativity, competitiveness, and team play. For the player, the 1st of December is a début, but for us too. We have to engage immediately and say to the player, this game is installed, you can also install it, and we will be here. That original vision was quickly adopted by our passionate community, propelling it to a whole new level. Oh my God! Woo! I got it! I got it! This is such a special moment, and being at one year anniversary of Rainbow Six now, game being stronger than ever, more players today than we had in the past, it means the world to us. But we also had our share of challenges. Um, health that touches upon subjects like matchmaking, connectivity, all those aspects are absolutely critical to the experience of the player. Through it all, we're always driven by you, our community, and together, we grow stronger. There is no sequel plan and we're here for the next 10 years to so expect more Rainbow Six in your life for quite some time. Tous les succès, c'est vraiment le résultat de autant de nous que de vous. Ce jeu, il est autant le vôtre qu'il est le nôtre, nous, l'équipe de développement. Now 60 million players strong, we're just getting started. From the devs that build the game to the community that plays it, thank you. Well, that's cool. But that's it. Just a thank you message. I, I thought they had something at the end, right? Nope, they don't. That was it for Rainbow Six Siege. I don't really have any strong feelings about that because I don't play the game. But, you know, if, I guess, you know, if you're one of the 60 million players playing it, I guess, you know, congratulations, you got thanked. If you haven't tried it yet, dive into our new Operation Steel Wave update available now and take Ace and Malusi out for a spin. A few days ago, we introduced y'all to a brand new multiplayer shooter. Now, it's time to venture into the yes, hyperscape. Yes, yes, I've been waiting waiting for this i'm so excited for hyperspace i want to see i want to see what you gotta show off show me what you gotta show off no no not another trailer no gameplay What was that? A hack in the hyperscape. That's not supposed to be there. Let me get you all up to speed, okay? 
About 30 years ago, everything that we feared about our future started to come true. We made some good decisions. We made some bad decisions. Actually, we made a lot of bad decisions. So, here we are. Ten billion souls living in the crush of the megacities. But the people at Prisma changed everything. They gave everyone a way out. The Hyperscape. In the Hyperscape, the biggest draw by far is Crown Rush. This I thought it was Hyperspace. Wouldn't that be a, a better a better name, Hyperspace? I don't, I don't know. Where anyone can become someone. Isn't this like Ready Player One, but in Battle Royale, like in a Battle Royale format? I don't know. If you get good at Crown Rush, it can change your life. But strange things have been happening lately. Rumors of people getting hurt. Users disappearing from the real world. A darker secret lies at the heart of Hyperscape. And we have to find it. Some of us are searching for a way up. Some of us for a way out. And for others, a new way altogether. That's what brings us to the edge of the future. To the Hyperscape. I'm JC, Creative Director on Hyperscape. JC's work on Far Cry Primal and multiple Prince of Persia titles has established him as a top creative hero. No! No! Dude, no! Far Cry... No, Far Cry Primal sucked. It sucked. No, I, I love how she's like, it's established him as a great director and he's gonna do... I hope... Like, I've seen some some gameplay for it. I We're gonna watch it at the end. No. No. No, 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 no. Continue forward. For me, what's exciting is uh, we started uh, building it from scratch, uh, seeing it grow, uh, adding ideas is really cool. Hello, contender. Welcome to the hyperscape. The game takes place in 2054. It's in a future where humanity has grown a little darker. One of the, the companies there, they are launching what's called the hyperscape, which is a virtual world and the internet of the future. It's the place where everything converges. Within the virtual world, there is a battle royale that takes place in the virtual city of Neo Arcadia. Then we also introduce a lot of new things. You get the opportunity to do parkour on the rooftops, to go into interiors where it's much more narrow, much more stressful. Uh, you get to go to the landmarks where there's more uh, opportunities to get cool items, but also more players, so it's a risk-reward kind of deal. We introduce the notion of hacks, special abilities that you can pick up on the fly to adapt your tactics. 
With hacks, you can do things like uh, teleport yourself, uh, you can wrap yourself into a ball and uh, bounce around the battlefield. So a lot of abilities that let you have fun, that are toys that you can play with. And finally, it's made as a spectacle, so all the viewers will be able to interact with the game on different levels through the Twitch extension. So every few minutes, there's going to be a vote and viewers will be able to decide what effect they want to affect the whole battle. So things like changing the gravity, uh, infinite ammo or stuff like that. So players, while this happens, really have to adapt to all kinds of stuff that is happening. So for me, it's really exciting because right now, as we speak, we are launching the open beta and so it's going to be available for uh, free to play for all PC players worldwide. And I really want to thank all the players, all the streamers and all the viewers who participated in Tech Test and who will participate in the open beta. Here's a short glimpse of what you can expect. Watch and learn how it's done. Perfecto. Showtime. Let's show them what I'm made of. Go time. Watch closely. Here we go. That actually looks cool. It actually looks really, really interesting. I liked, um, like, I, there's so much stuff going on in that game, in that trailer. I'll kind of have to go back and um, watch. Maybe not go back. Like we'll we'll watch the gameplay for it. It's at the end. But there is so much there with the gameplay, especially like at the end with the wall, where the player made this like gigantic wall and they dashed or jumped over it. And it's like stuff like this. It kind of reminds me of like what made Fortnite really really popular. Where on top of it being like a battle royale. It also had different game mechanics in the game as well. So it wouldn't just... Like building, for example. Building was and is like the biggest part of the game. And even though it's like, yes, it's a shooter. Yes, it's a battle royale. There's so many different aspects to it. Like this part in particular. And it kind of... And then on top of that, it's like, look at where the gun like... I won't say disappears, but it like... It comes out of nowhere, Right? Like, I, I kind of have to wonder, like, how all this stuff works. And then you see, like, the loot drops on the ground, like, over here, like. It looks interesting. It definitely does. I can't wait to see the gameplay for it. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it later. We'll watch it after. The digital world of the hyperscape gave our artists and developers incredible freedom when it came to designing characters. Production manager Anna Maria Muska is going to take us behind the scenes of character design. My name is Anna Maria Muska. I'm the production manager for characters and weapons on hyperscape. 
We have paid an exceptional amount of detail to our characters. We switch different outfits, different fashion statements, different tattoos, different materials until we see them as real individuals, as real people. So the second you pick a character, you see them in game, you understand what their motivations are and what drives them and what challenges them. This was the first lineup of characters. This is our default base, but even starting from the hair down, everything has been meticulously thought of. Would this person actually like this type of outfit? Would this person enjoy the type of tattoos that we're putting on them? Will they actually like to be in this body? Each season, we plan to produce new outfits for these characters. So we're hoping some of our players are gonna see the effort and maybe even correlate some of the accessories to what's gonna happen in the game. We're very excited to see it in people's hands. As we move into the- Okay, so they, they pretty much did the exact same thing with Hyperscape with, um, with Watch Dogs Legion where they had a developer go in and talk about the game and a specific part of the game that they work on. All right, okay, all right. Next generation of gaming, Ubisoft has been working closely with console makers to take advantage of all the extraordinary capabilities these new consoles will offer. Now we have a special guest to tell us a little more. Hey everyone, Phil Spencer from Xbox. With Watch Dogs Legion, Ubisoft is supporting smart delivery. So you will get the absolute best version of the game on any version of Xbox you're playing on. On Series X, you'll get to take advantage of the amazing work the team has done with DirectX ray tracing to create an absolutely immersive version of London like you've never seen before. Like, I kind of just realized the, um, the, like, the coincidence, or not even the coincidence, but the irony in this, where, <laughs> where the original Watch Dogs, the first one, was supposed to come out day one with the PS4 and the Xbox One, and then it got delayed, and then it wasn't representative of what it was shown, or what was shown off originally, and then it disappointed everybody, and everybody hated the game, and I was like, I, I just find it ironic that for the next console generation, there's going to be another Watch Dogs game, and um, hopefully it doesn't disappoint. It looks, it looks okay. It looks okay. Ubisoft has a unique ability to create immersive worlds, setting a new bar that continues to drive our industry forward. I'm a huge fan of Assassin's Creed. I love the time I've spent exploring the world in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I can't wait for you to see the gameplay from Assassin's Creed Valhalla that's coming up now. All right, we know you've been waiting to hear more about this game since it was announced back in April. And now it's time for a deep dive into the world of Vikings. My name is Julien Laferriere and I'm the producer of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So a couple of weeks ago, we announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the reaction from the fans was just amazing. The time period of Vikings is really, really inspiring. When we did our research, we found that, you know, there were not mindless barbarians. Vikings were actually farmers trying to find new lands for them to settle. And so they had really human motivations. So for us to have this opportunity to tell kind of the real story about Vikings and kind of separate ourselves from the myths and the folklore is really something that drove us to, to make this game. The team went to Norway and England to take the same roads that the Vikings did. 
to really experience what it meant to be a Viking at that time. And then leaving Norway, which is barren but majestic, and just coming by boat in England and see those rolling green hills full of sheep, full of life, is just this moment that most likely the Vikings felt as well. You need to see this land of opportunity. And this is exactly the feeling we want players to experience in this game. It is a personal adventure, you know? It is the story of Eivor, a Viking chieftain. Eivor is uh, either a male or a female. You decide when you start the game. They will have to leave Norway to settle in England because you just can't live in Norway anymore. There's too much political pressure, no resources available. Obviously, in England, it's full of Anglo-Saxons and other people, and they don't really want you there. So you will have to fight your way there to kind of build your own settlement and see your clan prosper. Vikings were brutal warriors. Shields! And the fact that they were mastering a lot of weapons coming from the medieval times really inspired us to kind of revamp the fight system. To leverage the brutality and the intensity of Viking combat. Vikings were not only fighting face to face, they were masters of stealth and deception when needed. They used basically any sort of tactics they could use to win the battle. So we want to portray the full range of combat that you can imagine coming from the Vikings. We are very happy to finally be able to show you the game we've all been working on. So please enjoy this deep dive into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Hey, hold on. Let me pause it right here. So, context sake, I've seen gameplay for it. I don't think we're going to see the gameplay I've seen for it. But I've seen the gameplay. I really, really hope that what we're not going to... I really, really hope what we're going to see isn't what I saw. Because it was bad. In Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you will relive the epic saga of the Viking invasion of England. You play as Eivor, a Viking from Norway, who will lead his or her battle-hardened warriors across the North Sea to the British Isles. Eivor is driven by an ambitious goal, to build a thriving Norse settlement in a hostile land. For the good of our clan, it is time we go a Viking. Today we raid, that tomorrow we may build. England is a dark age tangle of broken kingdoms and warring dynasties. A land of opportunity and riches. As you prowl England's rivers by longship, you may raid locations you spot from the shoreline. Ground your ship and blow your horn to lead your raiding crew into battle. This is not it. It looks way better.
crew will assist you on all your raids. Fighting enemies. Battering down doors. And stealing cargo too heavy for one set of arms. Whatever riches and resources you pillage may be used to develop your settlement, giving you access to useful services, better tools, and new settlers. At the heart of your settlement is the Alliance map. It will serve as a record of the allies you have made, and a guide for future opportunities. The Viking Age was a time of warriors and legends. In Valhalla, you will find the largest variety of enemies ever assembled in an Assassin's Creed game. Every archetype offers a unique challenge. Some will coordinate with their allies for special attacks, while others will use nearby objects to their advantage, including the bodies of fallen warriors. To face these attacks, you must find and exploit your opponent's weaknesses to gain the upper hand. Take the fight to your foes with a host of brutal new combat abilities. Snare them with a Viking harpoon. Pummel them with throwing axes. Incapacitate them with the new stun system to keep them at a distance. Or finish them off. Dual wield any two weapons you wish to unleash a deadly combination of attacks. Customize your fighting style as you see fit and become a legendary Viking warrior. All combinations of weapons are available to dual wield, including two shields. Jesus Christ. You know what? I kind of like what I've seen so far. We'll, we'll, we'll continue forward. Not all situations call for violence. In this new land, a Viking must find a way to adapt. As Eivor is not welcome in England, you may need to outsmart your enemies, avoiding unwanted attention in towns and bustling cities. Use Eivor's hood and cloak to blend with crowds and slip past watchful eyes, an unseen hunter among the people. From capital cities and villages to the dense forests and rolling hills of England, exploration is vital to keeping yourself sharp. You must feed off the land if you hope to endure. Hunt and forage to replenish your health and fortify your equipment. Search pagan temples and Roman ruins for new activities and challenges to strengthen yourself and your settlement. The more you explore, the more of England's secrets you will reveal. Ravens, show no mercy! But as you push deeper into England, the enemy will push back. In a series of climactic moments, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will feature massive assaults in which you will lead Eivor's army into battle against heavily guarded Saxon fortresses. Today, we will reclaim her. Today, we fight for your land. And tomorrow, we rebuild. For Assassin's Creed Valhalla will transport you to wondrous and haunted lands inspired by Norse myths.
and England's pagan roots. It will challenge and surprise with unforgettable characters, thrilling triumphs, and tragic losses, giving you the chance to live your own Viking saga. You know, a lot of people have been comparing this game to The Witcher 3, and I see it now a lot more than when I um than when I like originally saw the leaked gameplay. I see that they're taking a lot more inspiration from The Witcher 3. Like they're trying to have a lot more mature themes in the game. Like if you've ever played Assassin's Creed, it's it's bloody but it's not really gory and as violent. Like you like when you play The Witcher 3, for example, Geralt decapitates people in like in the game, like he he some as like a finisher. Sometime he like cuts people in half. In Assassin's Creed, that's really not a thing that they go for in the game. But here in this game, it seems like you know they're trying to add in a little bit more mature themes. It seems like they want to have some depth to the combat system by adding in multiple weapons. It seems like they're trying to do some new themes. I you know I I don't mind I don't mind it when people try new things. Oh, God. <laughs> it's coming out two days before Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, my God. No. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's unlucky. That's... Uh, well, I know what I'm not going to be playing on November, on November 17th. Ninth century England is truly unlike anything the franchise has seen before. Assassin's Creed Valhalla were released this holiday season on Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia. We're close to wrapping up today, but before we go, our CEO, Eve Guimo, is here to share a few words. I hope you will have enjoyed what you have seen today and that you will love playing these games. I'm proud of our teams for delivering an ambitious, broad, and creative lineup of games. And we haven't shown you everything yet. In fact, we have a lot more to come. So you will have another Ubisoft forward to reveal even more about our upcoming games. But before ending this show, we have one more thing to share with you.
fuerzas ultrapenetrantes, estamos cansados de los farsantes, de los... It's beautiful, amigo. Perfect, but useless. I have something for you, Diego. Give me your hands. Papa, Now, I... the grenade is simple. It has four basic parts. The shell, which contains the explosive, the fuse, the handle, and of course, the pin. What are you doing? Breathe, Diego. Breathe. The pin simply holds the handle in place. It is only when you let go that this grenade goes boom. Follow me. Now. El Presidente, which means that someday you will be El Presidente. And our people, they do not know how to be happy. They are torn apart by opinions, noise, indecision, strangled by their own freedoms. And even if you have love in your heart, even if you want what's best for them, if you only want to save them from themselves, you Diego. Everything you say, do, believe, will be wrong. They will answer you with screams. Call you evil. Monster and give you this. So you tell me, are you evil? That was actually really, really good. When it comes to, like, the voice acting, I didn't learn anything from that. 
nothing. But the uh, he's from the the voice actor who's portraying the uh, the father. He's he's obviously from Breaking Bad. He's from Los Boyos Hermanos. Man, did that suck. It was great in the sense of like his performance, but I I don't have any context to what was going on at all. Like trailers, literally, uh, literally are like the most useless thing ever. And with that, we're wrapping up our first Ubisoft Forward. Today, we've seen the next generation of Assassin's Creed, the birth of a resistance in Watch Dogs Legion, the cyber chaos of Hyperscape, and the epic reveal of Far Cry's newest installment, along with so much more. Remember, we'll be back later this year with another Ubisoft Forward filled with tons of game news and updates. Thanks for joining us. All right, here's the uh, here's the gameplay. I think this is the um, the demo that I watched. Oh yeah, it's it's way better, way 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 better. And I didn't comment that much on the gameplay that much. I said it looked bad, but I didn't talk that much about like parts of it because it looked unoptimized. It definitely looks optimized comparatively to what I saw. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ubisoft Forward post show. My name is Yusuf McGeed, and this is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We're going to take a deep dive into about 30 minutes of gameplay, and we're joined by a very special guest here. Hey everyone, uh, this is Philippe Bergeron, otherwise known as Fizz. I am the quest director on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, Fizz, we're setting up here for what looks like an epic encounter. Tell us exactly what's going on here. Yeah, so here we're midway through the uh, the quest that we're showing um, for you before. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me mute. So this was the part of the game that I saw that like I didn't really care about at all, and I was like, wow, this kind of sucks. And this was like one of the parts where, that I was watching that I was like, like an arrow gets shot at her and she doesn't die. Because he misses and he's literally like right there and your character is looking around like being a badass or looking around trying to act like one. But yeah, the combat is a lot more gory. It's a lot more bloody. There's way better VFX than what I saw originally. Also, by the way, one thing that I noticed constantly throughout a lot of these gameplay demos with this game is that you can break like shields and stuff like that. I don't know if people can break your shield, but... We'll see. By the way, like, everything looks better. They did a really, really good job at at making things better. But also, apparently, everybody gushes blood like a fish. Jesus Christ, man. There's so much blood everywhere. I don't know. Maybe they made it, uh... I'm like, maybe they made it a little bit too gory. I don't know. There's, There's even, like, blood on your character. But we'll see. We'll see. fast forward a, a bit this is the part that i was just like i'm not happy with any of this he's like smacking around that guy and then you kill this guy and then you retake the fort and then uh you decide whether or not you get to kill no you don't kill him you get to decide whether or not you kill him and then what else happens here let me see it i'll watch all this on my own 
but we'll see what happens here. Oh, also on me. Impact he's had on the territory. So I think a lot of these people have sort of lost hope. And so you need to show them that there is hope. And so here, Avor is basically helping them take back one of their their prized locations um, by taking a couple men and raiding a nearby um, township, basically taking it back for the people and showing that there's there's a reason to continue fighting and then get them on your side. Why wouldn't you take it back for yourself? Like, if you're supposed to be a conquering Viking, why wouldn't you take this town, this city, whatever, for yourself and for your, like, I guess it would be like a clan, like you're a Viking clan? I don't know. I'm not a Viking. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like that type of stuff where Eivor just freaking, like, puts a guy up, stands his ass up, and like, just, just hits him with the two freaking... Through two axes, the combat is definitely a lot more brutal than what I thought originally. Thought that it was just going to be another Assassin's Creed game. There's definitely some aspects and some components of this game that I'm really, really interested in, like the raids. Like you going into this town and raiding it for supplies is really, really cool to me. And taking your group of guys with you as well, um, just off your boat. You you find a town and you're like, oh, let's just raid that town because we're Vikings. It's that, that's actually kind of cool to me. Iguai is like the dumbest thing ever. It's it's so bad. It's and it's so useless too. But you know, seeing like seeing the game kind of in its full context and how they wanted to show it off, it's like, okay, it doesn't look as bad as I originally thought. Jesus Christ. I'm just going to fast forward through the majority of, like, this stuff. Because I think I've seen enough. I think I've seen what I've needed to see here. I know that they have 30 minutes of gameplay, but I, I, I got to pee. I got to pee really, really badly. And also, I want to see Hyperscape. That's kind of the thing that I wanted to see. Um, for For the most part, when it comes to, I think, the Ubisoft Ford event I liked it I liked parts of it I, I like this I liked it in the sense of they showed off games they showed off some gameplay I'm not a huge trailer guy but I did like like I like this type of stuff where they're like oh we have two games that we're gonna be releasing this year and we're gonna have extended gameplay for those games after the end of the show I like that So, they're going through the different dialogue options. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I mean, I guess they're doing like a collectible here. The reason why I'm fast-forwarding through some of this stuff is like... It's 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 very Assassin's Creed in the, in the sense of like... I've seen most of this stuff multiple times over like the last 10 plus years. So, I know what I'm getting at. I know what I'm looking at. Yeah, this literally is like Ezio in the first game, I think, chasing after papers for designs for from his brothers. Also, like, in an Assassin's Creed game, you would see, like, a whole bunch of climbing and stuff like that. Here, you do have climbing 
and things of that nature in the game. But it's not like the game is built around you doing climbing, like in literally every other Assassin's Creed game, which I think is interesting. How does the character get into the building? Where everything is apparently blocking it. Oh, they're going to jump through the window. Oh, no, they're going to shoot it because it's a puzzle. Because they, you know, I, I love how, the, like, they're a Viking, right? And they're burning down villages and they're, like, busting through doors. But when this one door is locked, they don't break it down like they would in, like, a raid. They're just like, oh, I got to go to the window and shoot, shoot the lockout. Oh, my God. And then they're like, well, I got I to gotta read all these notes to figure out what happens. This looks cool. The lighting in this, like, field looks cool. Not in this field, but in the next one over. Right here. That looks cool. I remember I complained about how bad the, like, the lighting looked, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure the game is just unoptimized, and it was. Okay. I mean, I guess she's fighting against somebody who I don't really care that much about. I think I've seen everything that I need to see for this game. Oh, yeah, and she takes her fucking weapons. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kill you, and then I'm gonna take your weapons, and then I'm gonna kill you with your own weapons. That's awesome. Mm. The Daughters of Larion defeated. Take the other one, too. Take both. Why not? continue forward and let's end it okay so i mean i don't, i mean they're moving freaking rocks now anything else isn't this a character from the first game this guy with the beard if i can see his face i mean he looks like it he looks like exactly this the first guy um in assassin's creed odyssey i don't know I think it's I I think the premise of being a viking is an interesting premise. Now that I've seen the gameplay in action, I like the gameplay a lot more than I used to, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been burned by the series for so freaking long. Maybe it's because I'm not as big of a fan as I used to. Maybe I don't know. I got issues with it. Ah, beautiful. Now we got hyperscape gameplay. Gameplay. Awesome! I'm unmuting! So to start now, you'll see the insertion phase. Uh, there's the three of them in the squad, so they're trying to... So it seems like it's going to be like an Apex Legends style of game where you have three three members in one squad. And um, it also looks like parts of... And it w- with some Warzone qualities where it's like parts of the map are also like blacked out. Go. It looks like Helios, which is one of the landmarks, is going to be one of the choices. So all the places we're seeing on the map right now with like a name above it, that tends to be a, a higher loot area, would you say? For one of the, the big yellow letter ones like this one, this is one of the landmarks. Landmarks tend to have a higher density and higher quality loot overall. Which also means most people will be going there, so you might have... Usually have a few more friends uh, if you go to a landmark. So in this case, though, he's gone outside and he's found a supply crate. So he's starting to loot these instead. So he's looking for both hacks and weapons. 
Right, so the looting phase, uh, many folks will be familiar with, but in Hyperscape, you do have those supply crates that you're, you may be lucky enough to find. And what's the, what's the deal with supply crates? So supply crates are placed around the world, so you'll hear them and then you can go and find them. And then inside them, you'll find uh, weapons and hacks. Usually, uh, you find slightly better weapons and hacks within them. Here now, we've switched, so we're looking at Chimera instead. Uh, so he's in the landmark, he's in Helios now, and he's still in the looting phase. But as you can see from the red triangle up there, there's actually some friends or Get friends Get in with him just now. Yeah, so the action gets uh, started, okay, right here. Yeah, so Get him! Going with the mammoth shotgun uh, against someone. What are you doing?! Like, I, I I know that this is supposed to be a, 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 a gameplay... Let me mute. I know this is supposed to be a gameplay demo, right? You have a shotgun. Right, you have a shotgun. You're in his face. Why aren't you shooting at him? You you've missed. You've missed twice. Get in his face. Why? What are you doing? Why are you running? Thank you. Kill him. Like, come on, man. Like, get. Like, you could have had him like three times during this fight, or if he had just committed to the fight instead of backing off. Bang! Missed twice. Hit him. Get in his face. Get in his face. Get in his face. Bang. 65. Get in his face. Shoot him. Does he seriously not have any bullets? He has two, He has one more shot left. He panicked, and then he ran away. Oh, my God. With shotgun uh, against someone who's using the heel hack at the minute, which is the, the red stuff that you can see. So that player's taking extra health at that point. Which looks like it helped him uh, hold his ground against that mammoth. And I believe it helped him survive at that point. There seems to be a few other players in here just now. So the combat started and then Elimination's got his first kills. Oh no, so uh, he's just been eliminated actually. Yes. So, so he just, uh, he's been eliminated and he's turned into an Echo now. So he's going to wait for his friends um, to bring him back. So he's going to go to one of these restore points, which are basically places where someone else from another squad has been eliminated. And you can be restored and brought back to life at one of those points. So the action pretty much never stops in the game. If, you, if you're eliminated, you're not out. You're not stuck watching a camera uh, with someone else. You, you're still playing, you can inform your squad as to what's going on, and then you can call to be restored at one of those points. There's plenty of people, like you said, who ended up at Helios at the end. There's at yeah. least three <laughs> other squads. You know what? I really, really like the movement of this game, um, especially comparatively to like Apex Legends. Maybe not the movement, but the ability to like traverse certain parts of the map, like how your character just like took almost less than two seconds to get from, like, the ground floor of a building to, like, three stories up. I really, really like that when it comes to combat like this, especially in, like, a, a metropolis or a megalopolis, you know, depending on how you want to define this area or this region. And you're fighting now on, like, a, um, on like a museum or an observatory, and you have the high ground, but other players could also get up there very, very easily, and it looks like the storm is coming. Why is there no minimap? Why is there no mini-map? I don't get that at all. Like, how am I supposed to see where I am and where the storm is? Besides, like, actually seeing where the... Like, I, I, I can go on and on and on about complaining about not having a mini-map. I'm going to turn it down just a little bit. And I'll have it, like, playing in the background. Himself up. Right, so when I look at this game and I look at like what they're doing and how they're doing it and stuff like that and you know the combat and the gameplay I like 
it's it's weird to me to see some of the shooting because it doesn't look as polished as I would like. Like the shotgun part, maybe it's the maybe it's the player, maybe it's the game. I don't know. But when they were like trying to kill somebody with a shotgun and they were literally up their butt, they couldn't fire. They, not fire, but they couldn't like find a way to make a play on him and like kill him. I don't I don't understand that at all. And your character is taking forever to loot. Get on with it. I want to. How many kills? I have zero kills. And I don't even know what half of this stuff is. It's obviously because I'm not listening to the uh, to the actual gameplay. But I would really, really like to see like like an actual more more fighting in this open experience, right? We'll see. I do love the movement. Like I love how fast it's they're going right now. How do they get up there? Oh, how how did they just do that? Right? Sorry, let me. Hold on. Where is my mouse? Frank, my bad. You see the red... ...ting that spot to sort of regroup outside of the uh, landmark. We're going to take some uh, I don't know. height as well to start to be able... I don't know. But I'm interested in what they just did. And I'm also interested... Okay, so they, they use the, uh, the grenades to get, like, you know, to... To hit first or strike first. Now they have high ground. And then it looks like this person is inside this building. Okay, so now they're really running. Oh yeah, that's an easy that's easy money. Apparently it's not. Did they did they not kill him? Yeah, yeah, they did. They got three kills. I was like, are you seriously not gonna kill that guy? You literally had like Watching, and again, th these aren't obviously pros, and I'm not a pro myself. I'm not, like, great at video games. But it's like, watching some of this gameplay, it's so weird to me to see, like... <laughs> to see that, like, they, they had the high ground, and then they were like, nope, we don't want any part of that, and then they just ran away. It's cool to watch the movement, but also it's like, this person who's playing it isn't making, like, efficient moves. Like, I think that her team is... His or her team is in the middle of a fight, and instead of like fighting and grouping up with their team, they're just running around like looting and stuff like that. Go up, go up, go up. Go up. There you go. I do wonder, like, because if you, I don't know if you've noticed this, but their loadout has been like a grenade launcher and like a plasma rifle, and they don't have like traditional weapons like a shotgun and an AR. And I have to like wonder, like, exactly. How not how much, but what weapons would fit this style of combat? Because you're not you're not really staying stationary. You're running around. You're jumping. You're going from different heights and elevations in these buildings. Oh, it, it's it's a very very like I wouldn't say moving game, but it's it's very very different how you play the game because of the mechanics. Mm. Same thing with the with, with like the grenade launcher once again. Is that it? Like they? Oh man, they went back to the shotgun too. Mm. 
They shouldn't, they shouldn't have the shotgun. <laughs> Alright, they have five kills now, too. It, it looks interesting, but at, the, like, the same token, it's like... It's not something that I... Like, the more I watch... Oops, sorry. The more I watch of, like, Hyperscape, the more I'm like... I'm not as excited as I once was for this game, for some weird reason. Was I trying to look up? Oh, yeah, well, let me... Find some Watch Dogs Legion gameplay. Uh, is this it? I'll mute. It's one of those, like, six packs in 60 days or whatever advertisements. Is this new gameplay or is this old? Okay, so this is new gameplay. I think you're playing as, like, the spy, or, or as, like, a billionaire or a millionaire or something like that. I don't, I don't know. What is he doing? Like, some so, some situations in Ubisoft games, like, they just don't make any sense to me. Like, how that guy just wouldn't react initially, and, and the guy that was, like, standing behind there. It's like, why wouldn't you just react instead of standing there? I don't know. Now he's going in. And he's doing some hacks. Oh, isn't this where, like, the, the British, like, parliament? I think this is where they, they, like, have debates and stuff like that. That looks so uncomfortable. Being next to all those freaking people. I want to see some open world gameplay. Let's go ahead and check some out here. Alright, so you have this, like, really, really expensive car. This is the spy car that can shoot rockets, as evident by, like, this thing that R1 saying that you can shoot rockets. I will say this, though. Oh, yeah, and this guy is a spy. I will say this, go though, excuse me. Um, in, like, the first Watch Dogs game, I, like, I remember playing it. And Watch Dogs, if you don't know, was supposed to be, like, a racing game. And I remember playing the game, and I was like, this driving sucks. I got to ask the question. It's like, well, how, how does the driving feel in this game comparatively to, like, the other two games? We'll see. Like, it looks okay, but I don't know, like, how... Oh, God, that doesn't look good at all. That definitely doesn't look good at all. But that is cool that your car has, like, a cloak. But my question would be, if you can black out the city, it's like, why would you need a cloak on your car? And again, I got another ad for this. Jesus fucking Christ, why... Why? Why would you do that? That's so obnoxious. But that's cool that your car can cloak. I think they hit something, so their cloak is kind of like... It's bad. And it looks like it's an ability. I, I, don't, I don't know what just happened. I don't know why the cloak wasn't, like, fully... Oh, yeah. That, oh, 
Fuck, that looks bad. Like, whenever... I'll talk about driving in, like, two seconds, but it... The cloak, it's weird that your car looks to be, like, damaged when in reality it's not. But how I can always tell from... Uh, how I can always, like, tell bad car car mechanics and car driving and stuff like that from good ones is how you take turns, right? And how you're, like, driving in lanes and stuff like that. Like, it should... It should feel a little bit more realistic, but it also can have arcade mechanics to it. When you take this corner and you can't, like, maintain a reasonable speed coming around this corner, I'm like, that That looks like the driving mechanics suck. And it's like your car pretty much has to come to a complete stop and almost gets turned around as they're going through a turn. Like, apparently you can't take turns very quickly. And you can't really drive very quickly either. It's like... It looks like your car is driving like 40 miles an hour. I don't know if they're gunning it or not. But boy, does it look slow. I'm also interested to see if, once again, people within DeadSec help you out in some of these uh, gameplay moments. Apparently, you're a spy. Let's see if uh, you do spy-like things. By the way, I should also mention this isn't actually like a Ubisoft employee playing this. It looks like this is a YouTuber. Because I think YouTubers, they got the ability to play the game. We'll see. We'll see what he does. Apparently, you can also uh, equip... Gadgets, which are really, really cool as well, because I, I didn't know you, that you could do that. Mm, okay. So they're going to use the cameras. Of course, your character is blurred out by the cameras for some unknown reason. Okay. Let's continue to fast forward through this. Your character wears a pig mask with a cigar in his mouth. Another fucking ad. Another goddamn ad with like, hey, hey, you're fat. Get in shape. I'm going to have a guy eat pizza in front of you because you're fatty. Get off the couch, fatty, and do (laughs) push-ups. Oh, my God. What's he going to do? Oh, my God. Shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. Oh, my God. He's not going to shoot him. Okay. I have no idea what he's doing. Again, I don't have, I don't have the context for it. The shooting looks... Okay, I guess. Apparently, it takes, like, eight bullets to the face to kill a guy. Maybe he's looking for somebody. I don't know. And he drives off. I know I fast-forward through a lot of this, and I didn't give the game the proper context for it, but man, is this like... It's like, I don't, I don't really care that much. There's so, Again, there's some parts of this game that look really, really interesting. 
but man, it just it doesn't intrigue me as as all, as as other stuff. Excuse me, as other stuff does. I guess. And that's it. Wait. I think they ha- I think he recruited somebody or he changed clothes to be in Albion. Wouldn't it also just make sense that you're like if you have somebody within Albion that you would then be able to like recruit them? Not recruit them, but like to get their clothes and stuff like that. Um not get their clothes, but like have them give you clothes for um for missions like this if they work. Um, for these companies, so that way you can just masquerade as them instead of having them do the missions. I don't know. Maybe that just makes way too much sense. Yeah, I'm going to end it here. Uh, Impressions for this event? I liked parts of it, I guess. I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it either. I'm kind of apathetic to it, you know? Like, even, like, the chat was like... (laughs) meh, like, dislike and stuff like that. But I kind of liked parts of it. I liked the the traversal of the city and some of the level design and stuff like that, but it was kind of meh. If I'm honest with you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24's podcast. The best video gaming and sports... Po- I'm tired, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. During some parts of this, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of starting to fall asleep during some of this, but... Um, if you like this podcast, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, until my next video, until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.